Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to another episode of the Sour Graps post-NXT After Party. I'm your host, Alex Pulowski, and for the first time, really, with full force in my heart, I can say, everything sucks. Mm -hmm. Kate, as always, Kate Hensler. Man. This was so bad. Alex, here's the thing. (laughs) I had a cranky day. And you know what? It started Uh yesterday because here's what happened. Uh Uh-oh. At like 3 o'clock, I was like, you know what? I need to pick me up. I'm tired. I was like, I'm going to get like a small coffee. I'm just going to get like a little something. And you know what they did at the coffee shop? They gave Mm. me an entire French press. And like an idiot, I drank the entire French press. Instead of just drinking a reasonable amount of coffee for the middle of the day. So then I was on crack the rest of the day. I couldn't sleep. (laughs) I was up till like 6 a.m. It was terrible. (laughs) So I overslept. And then I had a dumb day. My bangs, which are like award winning, basically, won't Uh even be straightened today. Uh I did have a bang and cheeseburger to try and turn my day around, which was helpful, but not a cure-all. And then... I was like, this is the most sour of a day I've had going into NXT. And I was like, is this the worst episode we've seen yet? Or am I extra sour? And I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. But this was just a really, really bad episode on top of a stupid day. I say dumb day, not bad day, because it's all going to be gone by like the end of the week. Like, There's nothing of consequence bad that happened today. Um much like this episode of NXT, hopefully it will just wash away in the very near future. But Alex, man, yeah. I, I, well, I, regarding regarding your story, <laughs> you're, you're talking to a person who doesn't drink coffee, so you lost me at French press. Is it anything like a bench press? Because I used to do those. <laughs> it's like twenty four <laughs> ounces of freshly brewed coffee in front of your face. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like bench pressing caffeine into your system. Oh, I guess cool. You no, that's say. good. Yeah. Yeah. Just hook it to my oh, veins, but like boy. with coffee. So anyway, um, leave a thumbs up on this video. <laughs> yeah, do that. Please. No, leave a thumbs up. It would really help out Kate, who's still probably fiending on on, on crack coffee. And 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 me, it would make me feel better because everything everything sucks. Cause 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 Okay, before we get into this, send in your Humper Chats, humperchats.com. We we prefer you use that because we get a sweeter piece of the pie. Or you can just drop in a super chat uh, at the bottom of the chat here on YouTube. Um, also, subscribe to Fightful Select. Um, uh, we we'll we'll be doing more stuff over there, Kate and I. It'll it'll be fun. We'll make sure it's it's worth your while. Um, Kate, um, it, the virus has won. We decided to let the virus win. Like, it's just like, oh, are are you sick? No? Then you're not you're not contagious, which is not how this particular virus works. Um, and like it's not even just in WWE, like a whole bunch of guys who like tested positive in the NFL over the past couple of days, they're totally fine to play on Sunday because you know, money. And and there was a guy who was playing against my beloved Milwaukee Bucks tonight, 
He played 19 minutes in the game before the game was over. They told him, you got to go to the locker room. You're, you tested positive. So during the 19 minutes when he was on the court, he was infecting all of my guys. Your guys. That's not okay. Because we no. got a championship to defend and no more games missed from COVID for Giannis Antetokounmpo. But I... here in WWE, they've just decided we're going to stop testing for, for it. If, if, if you're not sick, if we don't know you're sick, everybody come to work. And like on top of that, so I get that there's a point, I get it, that there's going to be a point where this exists in society and we have to move forward with my life. I'm a little sensitive to this right now because my sister has it and just mm -hmm. had it and is still battling with it. Not a cold if you don't have the booster, real bad. Um, but on top of that, to actively decide to stop testing when your company is having an outbreak is like a whole nother level of what the hell is going on here. <laughs> well, that's the now, reason they're stopping the testing. If they, they hadn't had an outbreak, out, if they hadn't had an outbreak, they wouldn't have to stop testing because they found out they had an outbreak. And then, well, it feels like this. Hey, Vince, a bunch of the top guys tested positive. And he's like, so are they sick? No, they're not sick. But they are contagious, so we have to send them home. But why do we have to send them home if they're not sick? Well, we, we have to. Like, we, they tested positive. Ah! What if they didn't test anything at all? Then we wouldn't well, like, know. We wouldn't have to send them home. Perfect. Roman Reigns is in recovery from leukemia. Like, well, he's in remission from leukemia. Like, like it's, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world because of that. Because he's not... I mean, like, if... Uh, I understand they're, like, keeping him away from everything... I believe is a precautionary measure because they have this really important Brock Lesnar match on Saturday. They want everybody to be healthy for, you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it it's just one of those deals of, if we don't know you're sick, you're not sick. And we live literally many, many of the people who are going to be around people who are going to be sick, but not know they're sick, but are be contagious are possibly could take it home to all of their infant children who are not vaccinated for this kind of thing. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. Like Seth Rollins getting sick is like, uh, you know, he sends in a wacky video from his home in Iowa and like down the, down the hall is a little unvaccinated infant who's asleep that he can't be around because he might get her sick because he got it at work. But now he won't know that he got it at work because he won't test for it at work. And apparently it's even worse in the PC. Like, it's just a giant outbreak. Nobody was on the show tonight. They had yeah. all these advertised appearances. They were like, either um, we advertised you coming. Don't bother to come because we don't want you to get sick, Matt Riddle. Yeah. Or um, there were a bunch of matches we were supposed to have. Let's reschedule something random instead. But because we can't because those people are. Or let's have top talent send in a video message from their from their apartment because either they tested positive but are asymptomatic and they're staying at home or we don't want them to get this horrible disease that's circulating around the performance center it's just madness i remember i think in my first or second episode i said it was going to be like the horse was loose in the hospital i yeah, referenced that john mulaney yeah. bit yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be with Vince taking over. This is a whole other level of there's a horse loose in the hospital because nobody yeah. knows what they're doing. 
Um, but it it uh, it didn't help this episode, Alex. <laughs> it did it, not. It, help. it really didn't, and it was one. It's one of those things where, like, I I guess I could never expect them to just be honest and say these people are out because they've tested positive for this for this disease that we're all dealing with in different ways. Like, you know, whether or not you've lost a loved one, you know, like there's now over 800,000 people in America who have died from this thing in the past less than two years, or, uh, or you got it and you got a really bad case of it. And now you're, you know, you try to get back on, on the road to recovery, or maybe you're like Keith Lee who got it and got a, a related heart condition to it that kept out of kept him from doing anything he wanted to do in his career for like seven months, like all this stuff, everybody is dealing with in different ways. And it maybe it would, to me, it would feel like just kind of a, Hey, WWE superstars. They're just like us kind of a thing where, where we, we could, we could look at them and say, well, they're, they're also human beings. Like that's a way to connect these people. But, but the people on top of WWE don't want them to feel like human beings. They're supposed to be superstars, which is a, a, a code for some other otherworldly being that isn't affected by real world laws or physics. So another problem is because NXT is so bad to start with, there was no chance that them having to switch gears and do something organic was going to create a better right. product. We yeah. saw that happen when the plane was stranded in Saudi Arabia and NXT had to like invade the main roster just for like a human resource perspective. Like that was one of their better episodes. We saw them have to do like promo roulette for the WrestleMania rain delay. I thought those were some of the best promos that people had given from when you got like your Seth Rollins and your Kevin Owens and your Sami Zayn's in that mix. Um, but when you have a bunch of green talent, it's not like uh, it, no, it's it's not going to rise up. Yeah, <laughs> that is not what happened here. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, we got an episode of NXT that was drastically uh, changed for this. Um, we. Which is good prep for the main roster. Which is I guess. which is good. Which is good because that's going to be a thing. That, like again, the, the the quote unquote the good news out of this development is this kind of thing will never happen again because nobody will know that they're that they're contagious. You know, there on you the go. off chance somebody gets actually sick enough to miss work. Yeah, um, uh, we were supposed to get um, a. Um, um, a, a big tag team match between Toxic Attraction and um, and Cora Jade and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Spoiler alert: that didn't happen. We'll talk more about what happened instead. We were supposed to get Matt Riddle in the building with MSK to in challenge Imperia. Matt Riddle sent in a video message. We were supposed to get uh, Dexter Loomis versus Grayson Waller as well. Now, that one they actually explained away by saying that Dexter Loomis wasn't cleared after the one chair shot that he that he received from Grayson Waller last week. Grayson Correct. Waller he's was the one who came out and killer. yeah, well, you know, he's got a he's got a he's got a bruise on his back. He's got a boo-boo. Um Grayson Waller came out, and oh boy, am I done with the Grayson Waller stuff. Um 
Grayson Waller uh, is five and five in his career on 205 Live. And Ofer in everything on NXT coming into tonight. And out of all of that, they said, let's push this guy to the moon. Um, and I, I feel like, like wins and losses don't necessarily matter as much as they should. His thing is wins and losses don't matter at all, but I don't feel like NXT's thing should be that wins and losses don't matter at all. Like when with you, when you decide we're going to push this guy to the moon and we haven't thought highly enough of him coming into this push to book him to win matches. Well, I mean, that's just an indictment of, of everything. Like if you, if you can't see a few weeks ahead enough to be able to say, well, this here, here we go. Here's, here's this guy. Let's give him a few wins over lesser competition. So at least we know he's, he's on a three match win streak going into the time where he comes out and out of nowhere calls out Tommaso Ciampa for a, for a title match and gets it. Like perhaps we should probably plan ahead for something like that. But no, apparently not. Uh, yeah. So this is weird to say, but I feel like losses matter more than wins. And what I mean by that is, um, if you're going to have a gimmick that starts with, I'm better than a bunch of indie guys and you end up in the same place and you've lost to half the indie guys, you're not, you're inherently not better than half than the indie guys like you're just not mm. <laughs> we've seen it time and time again um i don't think he's bad at this gimmick i think this gimmick is terrible to have exist in the context that it's it's existing in. i don't think it makes sense to have somebody come from the main roster and for you to say you don't understand why they're over i don't mm. understand why your outfit looks like von wagner's sleeping bag i'll put that out there I, he just hasn't actually done anything to be justified being this cocky. I think he's good at being this cocky. And I thought the match was serviceable enough. I think his selling is pretty good. Like, there was some good selling he did for... I mean, Odyssey Jones is a big boy. You better be. Um, but, like, you don't get to say you're... You don't get to have a gimmick where you say you're better than everybody else. And there's nothing to back that up at all like right. you can't say wins and losses matter but then you're that you're better than everybody else at this if aw if mjf just went around losing a bunch yeah that guy that doesn't work that that doesn't work at all so right. um it's like on the cusp of going away heat for me and it's if they had built this character up correctly instead of just have him attack Johnny Gargano, I thought it would be but, fine. But like, I guess they had that plan a few weeks in advance, but but they did nothing to build to. Hello, Lash Legend, I'd like to be on your show, please. Now I'm going to shit talk all indie wrestlers and the concept of indie wrestling, like out of the blue for no reason. I, I for just just like an RKO out of nowhere, just. Um, now, now, I'm, now, here's my heel turn. It hasn't been built to in any way at all. We, there's been no inkling that this is about to happen. Here it is, and let's just have him repeat that stuff ad nauseum to get the crowd to to give him the thumbs down. Um, and uh, and listen, I think I think the guy is a is a 
he's a, a mid talent right now. Like he's fine. He's fine. Like he's not like Dominic Mysterio bad. He's fine. Um, that is a that is a running gag on the Fightful Select show. My, Dominic Mysterio is improving. Man, a year ago he was terrible. But here's the thing: Grayson Waller is fine. Um, and he's got a decent upside, which means I think he can get better. Okay. But I don't think his ceiling, his absolute ceiling, is anywhere near the level of special that would warrant this kind of push. Like, we're we're pairing you up with one of the top five workers in the history of the business in AJ Styles. Like, there's you have to be so special to get that kind of treatment, I think. And I don't think he's even, even anywhere near that kind of special. And because they... Ins because... Um, there's the old joke from Family Guy of um, that that Peter doesn't like the Godfather. And his son, Chris, says, how can you not like the Godfather? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It insists upon itself. That is this kind of booking. It insists upon itself. It is just like, no, no, no. We, we are telling you this is what it is. You have to accept it. Don't question it. It's just what it is. We've decided this guy is the most important guy on the show. Here it is. And we're going to keep using him over and over and over again to get that sweet, sweet heat. That's the candy that daddy likes. The only thing that we love is the people booing us. But what I don't. So if you come out here and say, blah, 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 I'm the best at this. Save one amazing underrated CM Punk promo where he said, we all say we're the best at this. Bret Hart said it. Chris Jericho said it. I'm saying it. Outside of that one great CM Punk promo, the next logical question is for whoever you're facing to ask, why do you think you're the best at this? And right now he has no actual response. Like, he hasn't had any wins. He hasn't had any titles. There's just nothing for him to point to that would suggest this other than, well, I just am. And there's just no meat on the bone in that. So no. it's like if he's not super, super skilled at this, and he's never held a title, and he's not winning. It just doesn't work. And it also doesn't work for you to go out there and talk a bunch of shit about a guy who has won. Like, I don't know, AJ Styles, one of the most decorated professional wrestlers like, of all time. Uh, you, and on top of that, they're not even digging into the fact that AJ Styles was like Mr. Indy. They haven't really even gone into. I'm, I know they no. don't acknowledge other companies, no, but no. like, he was the indie darling mm -hmm. that existed when they picked him up and they're but, not even referencing that at all. Like he, he can say, I've, I've been, I've been, I've been working for 20 years, but they'll never acknowledge that they, like he can say that out loud, but according to the company, his career started when he walked out at number at three Rumble. in that Royal Rumble. That was when his career started. And it's just a weird thing that you could have him come out and say, I've been working for 20 years, but we won't, we won't acknowledge anything in the company before five years ago. It's just, it's just crazy. We it's like week. if they tried to give Andre Chase this gimmick where you're like, you haven't done anything here, though. Like, you can't you can't have no evidence for it because any logical person, even even kids, mm -hmm. are going to be like, well, why is this guy the best? Carmelo Hayes can do it a little bit because he actually has a title and he's yeah. winning. It just makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so... Um, we, we got some super chats in here to start out with the, uh, the Pringle and the Hensler saga. JW Pringle says, hi, Kate's mom and dad. I hope you have a great new year. Here's to a better 2022. L'chaim. 
And Paul Hensler says, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and a blessed festivus to Team Kalex, all the Fightful Faithful, and naturally, J.W. Pringle. So very um, important in the long-term yeah. storytelling. My dad actually did Super Chat on Christmas. It's just that it got in before we started. Oh, okay. So he just wanted... He told me, and I want you to know, J.W. <laughs> Pringle, he would never leave you in the cold no. on Christmas. Not like that. Yeah. How cute are my parents? Um, and, <laughs> adorbs. Adorbs. Cuter than my bangs today. <laughs> um. So, yeah, he comes out and, and talks. Um, uh, he talks. Waller talks about how he showed up on Raw last night which apparently was was a you know an actual thing they were planning before the whole covid thing fell apart. There was a lot of jokes about, man, you got to be down bad if you went and rushed Grayson Waller to Detroit. <laughs> but apparently that was a thing they had planned. Um and so he comes out and he's going to talk crap about Dexter Loomis because Dexter Loomis isn't here. So I guess there's nobody here. Anybody in the back want to come out and face me and it's Odyssey Jones. And he decides immediately, I'm not going to face Odyssey Jones. I'm going to leave. And Odyssey Jones says, uh, you think you're a you're a big-time superstar, but you're actually a big-time bitch, which is just great because that's that's the only reason. Re that is like um, calling Marty McFly a chicken. You just call any anybody a bitch in, in WWE. They have to, they, oh, well, that's it. Them's fighting words. Uh, and he has a match with Odyssey Jones. It's fine. It's fine. It's nothing to write home about. It's fine. I've missed Odyssey Jones. I'd like to see him on my screen a lot more often than I see Grayson Waller. Um, but uh, uh, Grayson Waller wins. Uh, he is pulled off the top turnbuckle. And with it, he pulls the turnbuckle pad. And so he's able to misdirect um, Odyssey Jones' forehead into the turnbuckle. Um, and uh, then he hits a like a, a rolling stunner thing. And gets the victory. Um, and then he talks some more shit. And uh, AJ Styles comes on the Titantron with a pre-recorded message about how he's... I'm going to be at New Year's Evil next week. And uh, everyone was like, oh shit, they're actually going to do this. Grayson Waller versus AJ Styles at New Year's Evil, huh? No. They were very, very, very careful to say later. In the, AJ Styles will return to confront Grayson Waller next week, which to me signals this. They're doing the match. They're just not doing it in NXT. Because Grayson Waller, getting the call up. Grayson Waller, gonna eliminate AJ Styles from the Royal Rumble. And then they'll do the match after that. So then That's we're doing what, what with Omas, just... Eventually, they'll have Omos destroy AJ Styles when Omos isn't sent home from Detroit for reasons during a COVID outbreak. Um, but eventually, they'll do Omos versus AJ Styles between now and the Rumble. And then at the Rumble, they'll definitely have Grayson Waller come up and, and do it. They'll just do the whole... He's going to get the call-up. Because, again... He if, gets if, a call-up before LA night. I'm going to be so unbelievably perplexed. Listen, um, on Raw... He'll just be part of the void of shit. Like in NXT, he's the most important guy and they're going to insist on him being on the screen all the time. On Raw, Vince is going to lose track of him in three or four weeks. And then he'll just be a guy chasing around Dana Brooke, but not actually pinning her for the 24-7 title. Here's hoping. Or an egg. 
Uh, yeah, match was fine. I I wrote in my notes, um, refs are idiots. How do you miss a whole ass turnbuckle pad? Because yeah. <laughs> he was like holding it. He was holding the turnbuckle yeah. pad as he was on someone's shoulders. And I also just wrote, um, you know, my favorite wrestlers are all talkers, right? Eddie Kingston, Potna, uh, CM Punk, uh, guys that sound like they they speak like human beings. That's the Grayson Waller effect. That shit. The Grayson fun. Waller effect is a terrible. It's a terrible, it's a terrible phrase. phrase. Yeah. And I hate catchphrases on top of it. It just makes me think of there's um there's a show with a magician called the something effect. I forget what it is, but it's on after impractical jokers, which I watch all the time. Um, what is it called? I wish I could remember, but that's all I can think of when he says uh -huh. this effect business. Um, so it's a terrible catchphrase and I hate catchphrases. Yeah. It seems very much like the Miz. So I, I get it, but, uh, you know, as someone who likes guys that are like, Hey, I'm just, I'm going to kick your ass. Uh, here's all the ways I'm going to do that, which is pretty much what the guys I like do. Um, this is just barf city. So I hated that whole thing. The thing about, about Grayson Waller is that he may, he may as well just be an animatronic figure in the hall of presidents. Like he's just talking like the crowd is, is, is going crazy booing him because they hate him so much, but he's just talking. Like it doesn't feel like he's actually responding, or that he's a he's a he's just he's just talking. Like he doesn't not. It feels like this is the way I was programmed to deliver these lines. This is the way I'm going to do them. Um, but I, I I don't know. Like it wasn't like I was in love with his babyface persona either. But it's just like it feels so odd yeah. out of everybody to say this is the guy after we 50 would him for months on on 205 Live and made sure he never won a match in NXT on television. Now we're going to turn him heel out of the friggin' blue and make him the most important. It doesn't make any sense. It's like he won a lottery backstage that we didn't know about. It's that random. Well, when you lose something as important as the Halloween Havoc hosting spot. Yeah. If they're going to take that away from you, they got to push you in some other way. Because to be robbed of such an honor... The batter to one jam beard says Omos will team up oh, with Waller. Oh God, on the no! Main roster. Please no! Please um, no! Omos is gonna have to team up with somebody because because he he, he's he, he's he's the new Kali. Um, I yeah. thought for sure this angle was gonna be used to get him back down to NXT, but maybe not. <laughs> Jenny Pringle says the bit Kate's dad and I have going is, in my opinion, longer running and better than anything 2.0 NXT 2.0 has going. Man, this show is bad. It, it, well, it's, it's not, it's not good tonight. I have well, faith that if the people who are in the matches next week are healthy enough to compete, big if, that some of the matches next week on New Year's Evil could be really, really great. And are you um, going to sit here and tell me they're better than my dad and J.W. Pringle? Because I think you're no, also the, missing the point. The there. storytelling isn't going to be good, but I think the matches next week could be good. And then for the next several weeks after that, the, the show is going to be terrible again. Little known fact, Paul Hensler, amazing Canadian destroyer. Oh, <laughs> Lariats have tosses. All but they call place. it the Binghamton destroyer. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Collins on the rocks says here for Kate's bangs. Thank I'm you. snowed slash iced in here in Seattle. You are my entertainment this evening. Much love. Yeah, stay, stay Look, safe I'm out sorry. in the crazy 
weather out there. This would be a disappointment, but my straightener could not fix this. I'm so sorry that this is what you tuned in for, and this is what you're getting, okay? This is what happens when you drink a French press of coffee at like 3 in the afternoon the night before. You can't fall asleep all day, so you're a zombie who oversleeps and then is mad that she overslept and can do nothing but like eat a cheeseburger and go to the post office and get a little bit of work done. All right, let's in a little secret. <laughs> I, I got I got some really nice bangs under here, but you can't see them. So, there you oh go. my God, you have John Cena bangs. I have yeah, I have John Cena bangs. They're made they made they're made out of genuine John Cena. They're made out of jorts and brightly colored t-shirts. Yeah. Um. So. <sighs> So tonight was one thing they actually uh, went through with, and actually, um, and and um, oh, oh, hold on, yeah, well, I'll talk about this later. Um, right. So yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, Can we talk about this dumb coexisting thing that they keep yeah, doing? Yeah, let's to do us? that. Let's do that. Let's let's do that. Now, I, I will say. This was one of the most creative ways to get around. Hey, this act has been pulled. Let's let's do a better match, potentially better match, and add some out of the blue stakes to it. Like that is what you should probably do if a match you had planned couldn't go. Let's figure out a way to make it better, not make it like the same or worse. So, so I love the match. This promo was weird for like a hundred reasons. Oh, of course. So Cora Jade once again says, are we going to be able to coexist? Look, I hated it the first time I went on a real big rant about how it was insulting to reiterate to us that you're aware that your product fucking sucks. And now they're doing that. And it's not going to even get a reaction because they keep doing it. And it's like, now it's tired and insulting. So I hated that. And then I guess I'm supposed to believe that Mandy Rose just floats around in a pool Mm -hmm. with a monitor in front of her Mm -hmm. waiting for four women to cut a promo. glorious 720p. I have decided that she did not get out of the pool since last week. She's been in the pool the whole time. She's disgusting. She looks all hot. She hasn't showered. She's pruny Rose. She's so... She's a... Rose. She's a pruny, pruny rose. Prune, <laughs> prune those roses. Oh my goodness. She's disgusting. Her hair is turning green at this point from the chlorine. She, <laughs> she smells terrible. She, she, uh, so we, okay. So anyway, the, the, yeah, there's she an interview with Cor- pool waiting for her opponents to cut a right. promo. And then she decides to cut the match right. because William Regal is gone to no avail. Because William Regal is sitting in a broom closet somewhere. Somebody please find William. Handcuffed to Samoa Joe. Uh, so, so the, anyway, Io Shirai comes up to Cora Jade and says, whichever one of the two of you beats Mandy Rose, I got next. I never got my rematch, Raquel, which I did like that touch of like, that's, that's a bit of history that they could play on if they wanted to. It's never going to come into play again, but I like that they referenced it. And then Kaylee Ray comes out and says, no, I want, whoever wins this match at at New Year's Evil. And then Mandy Rose, I don't know how she just appears on the screen. Like, if you want to say she can book her own matches because she's the 
she's the women's champion. Like that's less of a stretch than I can make myself appear on a screen behind the women who are giving this interview. Um, but she says, how about this? I'm going to pull my girls out of this match tonight for no other reason than because I can certainly not because of the other things people are being pulled from events are, but how about Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai versus Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez and the winning team, they get the two spots in the triple threat versus, versus me on, on uh, uh, new year's evil. And I was like, at this point, don't tease me. This show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. At this point, don't tease me with Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray, two of the best champions at the NXT brand across both ever. continents has ever had, taking the place of Raquel, who's, who's Raquel, let's be honest, if you know about Raquel, and Cora Jade, who, listen, she's sweet. I think she's got a lot of talent. She's not ready for it yet. Like, the, the, I, I, in no way should Cora J be leapfrogging Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray on her way to the title. Just not not a thing that she should be doing at this point. Um, so I wanted Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai to win this match. Honestly, I thought it'd be a really cool swerve. Let's be honest, none of these four women are going to beat Mandy Rose on Tuesday next week. So what does it matter? Honestly, they'll get their title shots further down the line. But apparently, I don't book the show. No, that's very apparent when I watch it because if you booked it, things would make sense. Uh, and people wouldn't appear from the pool. Here's the thing. Can't they just have to like text William Regal to make matches? Like, can't you even just give me that? They do that in AEW all the time where they're like, I spoke to Tony Khan. That's enough for me. 
That's the guy yeah. you should speak to to set the matches. And guess what? If you were lying about it, I bet TK would be like, hey, you little sneak. That's not true. But just like, I don't know. Maybe William Regal is a victim of the NXT parking lot. Where did he go? I'm so sad. And why has nobody yeah. filled his place? Um, so I think their solution to this was actually pretty cool, much like you said. And But the segment was just so this was weird. And yeah. by the way, I'm very aware about people being pulled for COVID. That doesn't mean you can't, like, have a pre-taped segment. Mm -hmm. They had this done three times where they appeared, like, via satellite. Yeah. Like, they were on some media satellite tour. Mm -hmm. Like, just record something and send it in. Yeah. I mean, this is the other thing. is uh, I, I mean, I'm not really sure exactly what... Who, who, why, who, why, who, who gets what and why? I'm not really sure. This was um, like a Zoom meeting episode of NXT. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Christian Knight says, "Hello, Alex. Okay, can we talk Hook instead? No. Yes. We we, we talked we talked Hook <laughs> for a very long time. On, Hook on... is great. Hook, Hook is, is a star. Hook yeah. has amazing hair. Hook is so smooth in the ring. All of his judo stuff is really cool. There's my dog for you." My dog is excited about Hook. Hook is great. And unlike Veer, he's actually showed up. Yeah. Um, so uh, we we got um, Grayson Waller backstage angry at AJ Styles. How dare you insult me via a pre-taped video segment? And he bumps into MSK, who's here. Uh, and 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 um they 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 come out. Um, and they're going to do the thing with Matt Riddle where they're going to challenge Imperium, but Matt Riddle is on the, anyway, I thought for my, for a second, maybe the reason they took them out of action, like out of the performance center, uh, and did all this remote video stuff for six weeks is to get people to forget why they were booing them in the first place. Because when they came out, it felt like they were uniformly cheered by this audience. So that's good. That's a step up. Maybe that worked. Um, but they say, you know, we were doing our thing and we wanted Riddle to be here and he couldn't. And Riddle comes up and he's got a pre-taped pre -tape segment. That's very important to remember. He says, it's a pre he's a pre-taped segment. He says, sorry, guys, it couldn't be there. Plans change. Yep, we know they do. Sure uh, do, Maddie. You got a title match uh, on on Saturday. And I feel like the, you, they, they probably don't want to risk that for this. Um, Anyway, uh, you guys just got to remember that you, you're awesome. And so go ahead and challenge Imperium. And so MSK is like, oh, that's awesome. Thanks, Matt Riddle, who then just goes away. But apparently he's just been put on hold, which is a weird thing. And then he's like, okay, Imperium, come on out. And Imperium does. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and then we get a very svelte-looking Walter who, uh, who insults MSK. Um, and uh, like you are, you are, you are insults to all the tag teams in all of the NXT. Listen, I know that's not how he actually talks. It's a joke. No, yeah, it is. Hey, guys. No, that's um, what he sounds it's like. It's a very accurate impression. It's extremely of, of accurate and real. Very accurate. It's I thought been, Walter was in the room. Honed over years and years <laughs> of careful study. This is exactly how Walter talks. 
Yeah, you two, the MSK, I don't even know what that stands for. You're terrible. You should not be champions ever again. Yeah. So that's that's what Walter sounds like. Um, and and so uh, wait, was that you, or did you just me. play? You, I thought you played a clip back. Yeah, it's true. Um, so it says, uh, um, you don't deserve a title shot. You do deserve a beatdown. And then Riddle comes back on the screen. And he says, I can't let you disrespect my bros like that. As though he was like, hey, wait a minute. Let me let me hop back on this Zoom call. Like, it's this is not how this is working. But he, uh, he says, um, <laughs> how about you and your two bros and me and my two bros have a six-man tag at New Year's Evil, bro? And I, I believe that um, Walter calls, calls Riddle, you barefoot nerd. <laughs> You're such a barefoot nerd. You have no shoes on. Who does that? You're going to step on a Lego. It's going to hurt. Put them shoes on. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so we're going to get, theoretically, if everything goes to plan, on Tuesday, we're going to get all of Imperium versus MSK and also randomly Matt Riddle. I mean, not um, randomly. They've been searching for Matt Riddle for six. No, weeks. but like, but it's a random thing that the guy who's now on Raw and is a current Raw tag team champion, like, if they don't address this at either day one or on Raw, with Randy being furious with Riddle about risking himself and potentially the, because that's something. Riddle, stop it. You, your head's in the clouds. You're ruining everything. Just focus on our tag team titles. And meanwhile, Riddle is out there being a shaman to these two geeks from, from NXT. And, and he's going to team with them against Walter, who might end Riddle's career with a chop to the throat. Like, Randy's got to be pissed about this. Like, at least make that continuity happen, please. So I'm looking in the chat and nobody there is doing it. So I'm going to have to be the one to tell you they're not going to do that. <laughs> Why would they acknowledge it? There's yeah. no way. So this was yeah. a really great thing where it would have been great to see Matt Riddle's response on social media. Instead of using social media to set up entire Survivor Series tag like teams on uh, Random Ass Saturday, something that would have been fun would have been like, riddle being high out of his mind being like yeah bro i accept that match and not having him on pause in what can only be described as a reenactment from the mean girls three-way call between katie Heron, regina george and gretchen wieners um that's all i could think about so yeah. that's what that felt like to me that was very 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 <sighs> very weird but that match is going to like all of your Humper Chats, if you go to HumperChats.com and send them in to get yeah, your question uh, or statement read on air. Valab says, uh, perfect time for Timothy Thatcher to come back. Um, which would, which is which is true, but also, that's a thing that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> Mark Losper says, Wal Walter on this NXT is completely bizarre. On this particular episode of NXT. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, Methinks that might have not been the original plan. Um, Sean Blanford 
sends in a humper chat saying, I understand that WWE is currently short because of the virus, even though it's mainly a self-inflicted wound because they don't test anymore. This is the second trash go-home show in two days. At least we get <laughs> Walter and Riddle in the same ring next week. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed, people. That's a lot of travel that that may... It's, it's a lot of travel. I have a question. What yeah. happens if you get voluntarily tested? Well, like that's the thing is, I, I I guess they can't stop you from testing, and if if like I don't know, man, like it's it, if, I I guess it's just so many people who have like infant children, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just so, like Kofi and Mustafa not the Mustafa Ali is allowed to be on television anymore, but <laughs> Kofi Kingston just had a baby like like I don't know six weeks ago. Yeah, like, you know, like it's just it's it is odd. Um, I don't know. I, I think if you if you test yourself and you say, hey, I'm positive. I'm not coming in. Can they withhold your paycheck? Like, I, I honestly, I don't even know. This opens up way too much. Like, well, the good thing for Kofi is the only people that need to not be positive for COVID around Kofi are the Usos because the New Day never fights yeah. anybody else. Um, I need you to close <laughs> your boots and your motorcycle. Also, stay out of my ring. Give them to Walter. Um, You're supposed to pay for that kind of action, sir. But that listen, was too it good. Listen, it popped me too much. It, it was too good. I, I just, I need a whole <laughs> like. You know how they do those deep fakes? Yeah. Like, well, like they'll put a fake. I don't know how to do it. I don't even. I don't even want to know how to do it. I need the entire Terminator franchise. Just put Walter's face on Arnold, <laughs> and I'll watch the whole thing and live stream it. Um, because. <laughs> I'll do all the I'll do all the lines. It's true. I know, Arnold Schwarzenegger does sound like Walter. I now know why you cry. It's because not I chopped you in the chest. Yeah. Get to the chopped. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Asa la vista, chesty. No. The man's a sacred. Um, I don't know what that was. That was not yeah. anything. Um. So. We um we got a, a little promo. This is a thing that they actually did. Um, they did promote and actually gave us. Unfortunately, uh, Tiffany Stratton's first match in NXT. Um, Buster's thoughts are everyone's thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I uh, so yeah um. We got a promo for that, and then we got this. We got this match. Match, um, Fallon Henley, who was used to be Tasha Price, is right now, uh, jobbing out to Tiffany Stratton. Who I I saw somebody uh, send the super chat saying um, Tiffany Stratton is like if Lacey Evans and Mandy Rose fused together into the worst gimmick imaginable that also can't wrestle. I, I was getting I was getting more like Lacey Evans and Carmella vibes. Yeah, this is like like look how beautiful I am, kind of a thing. Um, but she's definitely got a lot of the Lacey Evans uh, strut to her, uh, and an un and a and a very unearned arrogance about her character. Um, uh, the only thing I remember about this is a lot of her posing, and oh, she would do things where she would like jump over, do a leapfrog, or something, and then jump up and do this. Which I don't know yeah. is that I don't know how that's a thing. Um, like what is what does that signify about her character that she does that? Um, I don't know. 
So um, the unearned arrogance I'm a little more okay with because if you're telling me that daddy bought your way through life. I guess. Like, it's just, you know, it's it is it's a through line that connects to Lacey Evans and, sure. and, the, and the Tiffany Stratton, as, as, as I, was my point. I think she's better than Lacey Evans has ever been in the ring, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> which doesn't say a ton. Yeah. Um, and I like, I really liked the Lacey Evans character, um, but she was not very good in the ring. The only good match I think she had was when Natalia made her look very, very good. Um, and here's a hint. That was Natalia. Uh, I, my bigger thing with this was there was some stuff that looked bad, like that back handspring oh, finisher thing. That... Like, like, stop doing that. The back handspring into the corner never looks good because you actually no lose sense. momentum as you're doing it. The only person who does that well is is was Ember Moon because in the last spring she like launched herself with her forearm as opposed to whatever the hell Dana Brooke does into the corner, which just never looked good. And this no. was just like off, like three feet to the left. Like just, yeah, if you can't do wrong. it, don't do it. Like again, it's developmental, which is right. fine, but you should be developmentaling your developmental talents off of television you know correct yeah they should be at least tv ready to be on tv or like somewhere in the ballpark where this this just was not she does not look like the gimmick they've given her at all to me like that no. that was what it was more for me i think for this gimmick you said carmella i think Carmela's great with this type of thing um and Carmela's not the most fundamentally sound wrestler in the world but she's good with the over-the-top hilarious stuff, I think. And she's sneaky and does dumb heel shit all the time. Like, that's what Carmella does. She's great at the lane that she stays in. That's fine. This does not feel like what they're trying to develop Tiffany Stratton into at all. Like, to me, the biggest thing was, like, her... What they look like they're trying to create in the ring seems to be very different than than what her persona would be and even her look i said it looked like like frozen cosplay i just did not this was not like what a rich I, person I, would wear coming I out did, to the ring she looked like she looked like 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 a like a children's play version of like goldilocks with the with yeah. the ringlets and everything and she's just like and the baby blue it just I don't, none of it made any real sense to me it's like i mean listen i <laughs> I'm, it, it's whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know what, I don't know what to say about it. Like Mark Losper says that Tiffany Stratton is Frankie Monet without talent. I don't know if she's with, entirely without talent, but it certainly is like, I mean, you can't do, you, are you doing like, you're doing a Carmella is the most beautiful woman in all of WWE, but you seem to be doing that exact same basic idea with Tiffany Stratton. Like the people who are writing, who are coming up with the gimmicks for these wrestlers, because the, because the wrestlers don't come in with their own ideas because these are people who are coming out of the blue who've never wrestled before or whatever. Um, they're coming up with ideas are all the same guys. They're all the same 50 to 70-year-old white guys who are like, women are pretty or punk rock or big and tough. They're like, they're like you, fall, you fit into one of these maybe three or four preset boxes. We're just going to stuff you in there and your gimmick is that as opposed to any kind of originality. You know what I mean? But um, she's supposed to be more entitled than hot, right? So yeah, I'm trying to I think guess. of 
what that's supposed. I mean, it kind of falls into the same picture, but like, I'm trying to think of what that's supposed to look like in in a ring. It certainly doesn't look like jumping up and clapping every time you hit a frog splash or leapfrog. Not even. Um, it it just was all very disconnected to me. She looks much more athletic uh, than I. Th- I feel like if they gave her some cool submissions, that would be really cool. But all of her vignettes indicated that she might be a pretty good tennis player like i still don't understand why she wants to be a wrestler at NXT. i don't know well uh, volop has a very good question which which i think uh, he wants walter to answer ask who is tiffany's daddy what does he do is he a high-priced lawyer a surgeon in beverly hills what does he do how do i why is he steering her towards nxt he's not a very good father um i, yeah, I don't understand either uh, Andrew Andrew Dotry says that Tiffany Stratton match looked like she needed to practice it before showing it to the coaches, but uh, Vince saw a tall blonde and said, "Good enough." Listen, like I don't I don't understand I don't know any I mean the, her, her finisher where she 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 pauses before the flatliner for a really long time and then blows a kiss to the camera. Um, was it, it, I don't know like it's it's a, it's a it's a really like it's a, a flatliner that gives your gives your opponent way more time than they need to like get out of the flatliner. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's a it's a it's a very it's it is a well this isn't believable type of move. And I know it's professional wrestling, but like at least give me something about it. Like like when but Bray would get the sister Abigail and he'd do the kiss thing to the forehead, but he beat the guy into submission first. Like he didn't <laughs> she didn't really do anything to the to her opponent before. Forcing her opponent to just stand there and wait to be flatlined. There was nothing flatlining that that move. Um, yeah. There was nothing that worked there. Yeah, I don't think that's even like exclusive to the women's division. To the greater point of that super chat, though, like I don't think there's anything that's special about Von Wagner. And here we yeah. are, right? So right. Um, I feel bad because I keep using his him as an example, but he's just the I most mean, obvious, you know? like templatized one. I guess yeah. you could say. Um, so I don't mean to ever sound At like I'm like just if, picking if, on him. If Von but... Wagner was given a gimmick, it might help him. Like I don't, I'm not saying he should be a daddy's girl, but find something else for I him am. to do. Nope, I'm in on that now. Von <laughs> Wagner, daddy's girl. <laughs> he he should be he should be the son of Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. That's what he should be. He should just okay. that should be his thing. Um uh Rob Reed said Tiffany Stratton looked like she was handled lifts of Bliss's original NXT costume. That you know what? Honestly, that does that did uh, ring some bells. Uh yeah. Um so uh we we got um well we were supposed to get Harland versus uh uh Brian the Brian Brian Kendrick Kendrick. Harland versus Spanky as Luis Polito has put it in the notes (laughs) um and uh like again you know this isn't happening before like long before you tell us it's not happening like they had Joe Gacy say like remember the Brian Kendrick he calls you a freak he calls you a freak. And and you remember how that made you feel. Now let's go have a match. Like they do this pre-thing with Gacy talking to Harland, knowing full well that match isn't happening. Like you could tell us earlier that that match isn't happening, but you have to have them come all the way to the ring and then go, we were supposed to have this match with Brian Kendrick, but he's scared of Harland. Like, 
all right. Like at least, at least the only thing I can say decent about this ridiculous Mandy Rose has booking powers in NXT thing is they handle all that shit before they got down to the ring. At least like, that is true. You know, so uh, you know, I, like whatever. Andre Chase comes out not to answer an open challenge, just to to like say like, hey, I. Uh, it's the teachable moment. And I think he said he wanted to teach Brian Kendrick and not like, you don't back down. You don't no show a match, blah, blah, blah. And Joe Gacy says, thank you for volunteering to be, to be the man, to be uh, Harlan's opponent. And again, Harland uh, does a stylized beatdown. He does not do a wrestling match. Right. That's the, the, not nothing he does to Andre chase could be considered a wrestling maneuver. It is, right. it is, it's just a, a, an extended, he throws Andre Chase's face toward the mat at least 10 times. And that's, a, that's about it. That's the whole thing. He does it so much. In fact, the ref has to call off the match. I, I kind of feel like that's what he should do. But at the same time, Look at Brock Lesnar, right? He essentially does that, but does that in the context of wrestling. Right. Like, when he just suplexed John Cena 13 times in a row or whatever the hell. Right, but those are wrestling maneuvers. Those are wrestling maneuvers. So that should be a thing. Uh, this whole thing was a, a disaster to me. This Andre Chase yeah. thing is just is so dead in the water to me. Um, to be a professor of something, you usually have to get multiple degrees and be good at it. Right. He's a jobber. Um, and not like in a, a fun, ironic way. This was just, this never had a chance from the beginning. I also think it's kind of funny that we didn't really get an explanation considering yeah. the Brian Kendrick was like, I am, I'm resigning as a coach and uh, har hold harmless agreement, whatever. Yeah. And now he's like, not if there's COVID though, which I respect. He shouldn't do that. But like, it is kind of funny that they like didn't really give us a hey, I know he was real, 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 real tough last week, but <laughs> not so, so much this I, week. I, huh? I know, I know in my pre-recorded <laughs> thing from last week, I tore off my neck brace. My doctor told me not to do that again. Because it turns out I do have several fractured vertebra when I was thrown down the stairs. But in six to eight months, I'm coming for you, Harland. Like, I don't know, something fun. Anything Do fun? Something, man. Um, I just, it was also at this point in the show that I think we were about 45 minutes to, mm. to 50 minutes into it. And I was like, we have had, I completely forgot about the opening match. Yeah. And I was like, we have had no other matches. Right. Not, not real ones. Yeah. yeah no. Um, Graham B sends in a super chat and says, who is Andre Chase for? Does he tick a box? Like, uh, he's a great technical wrestler. Har Harlem Bravado is a great technical wrestler. He is, but not not here, of course, not here, not in this place. But like honestly, he also has never won any matches in NXT. It would be just as random if they decided out of the blue we're going to make Andre Chase the face of of yeah. NXT and get all kinds of booze. Like if Andre Chase had come out and and put Johnny Gargano through a table, yeah. I mean, like, I guess they'd done the little thing with with Waller find, finding a way into the to the War Games match, but like, it it didn't like it still doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? I think the only way to maybe save this Andre Chase thing is that 
somebody who's already somewhat established that you would want to start a few. LA Knight would be perfect for this. He just shows up to Chase University class one day. Yeah. And starts asking questions and basically saying, hey, you never you never win. Or he goes through a bunch of unestablished students and just starts beating the hell out of them. I think those are the only ways to save it. That might actually be, I might have booked something good to try and save this Chase right. University thing. LA Knight would be great for that. He's just like the douchebag sitting in the back of the class, raising hey, his hand. Hey, teach. Hey, hey, teach. He's got his like baseball cap on backwards. He would be perfect. Yeah. And then Andre Chase says something. He's like, yeah, you're a dummy. And then they fight. It was perfect. I decided to come to go back to school because I never graduated. So now I've enrolled in Andre Chase University just to make your life a living hell. I mean, yeah. Um, it's something. Yeah. Um, so uh, also, so that weird, I, have we ever heard, got a name for the long blonde haired kid who's one of Andre Chase's students who has, has been on TV a few times. Anyway, he comes in to try and save Andre Chase from a further beatdown, And instead he gets pulled out of the ring rather roughly his belt gets snapped when he gets put, put picked up by by harlan puts on his shoulder and they walk off and uh, uh oh I, I guess harlan's gonna kill this poor kid and like an hour later they show up on the roof of the performance center and it's only like three stories high like so i don't know how long they they took to get to the roof but it felt like too long and so he's up there with him on his shoulders. And when he finally gets to the ledge and is about to throw them, throw him off, then Joe Gacy says, ah, Harlan, I think you've made your point. Uh, and then he drops him, uh, not off the roof, onto the roof, just sets him down. And that's it. And it felt like it was kind of a, a waste of, <laughs> of that thing. But all right. Like, I get it. I think we all get it. Harlan is a crazy guy who might kill you. Like, I think we've established that. Start establishing new things is my thing. And he does seem to be at the... Joe Gacy does have complete control over him, which yeah. seems to... That has come through a little bit more clearly. Like, he does anything, Joe Gacy says, until I'm assuming, dun-dun-dun, he doesn't mm. at some point. Um, but, yeah. It'd be more fun if he threw him off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, nothing, nothing here matters. Throw him yeah. off the roof! Throw him into the the piranha filled NXT parking lot. That is the most dangerous place on earth. Luis has an interesting idea. Uh, he thinks that uh, that it might be a, a good idea to have Toothless Timmy and Andre Chase. Uh, he says feud. I think team up as as these oh. sadistic teachers. We're like Andre Chase is the strategist. He says now uh, my my colleague. Uh, Doctor Thatcher will 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 show will will put into practice what I've what I've all what I taught all of you, and then you know you could do the same Thatcher stuff he was doing a year ago, where he was like tying people into knots. Um, that was you could do that; it'd be a lot of fun, actually. It would it would be a kind of a fun little gimmick, um, and it would it would it would give Chase some kind of edge because him coming out in the sweater, it just like. I know we're supposed to be like, hey, why are you yelling at all of your students? You're kind of a mean guy, but I can't take him seriously in any way when he's wearing the friggin' sweater. No, it feels very um, spirit squattish. Like yeah. that doesn't, it doesn't work. But he also has to win or work with someone who wins. Because otherwise this holds no water. Yeah. 
Yeah. But neither does the rest of the show, so who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but before we get into the next thing, which of course is the Tony D promo, which which he which which is a little video message he sent in to the fans from his own couch while sipping on a scotch with his feet up on his coffee table, like a boss. Um, I, I, I feel like I need a, a, a little, a little jolt, um, not from coffee, from something else. Oh, thank God. I hear you. Times are rough. We just got out of, uh, a, a wild situation, a wild year. And people are saying, you know what? It's a hard knock life, but I disagree. Instead, I believe it's a hard cock life when you use blue chew and the code fightful. And you get your first shipment free. Free? All you got to do is pay $5 shipping? Blue Chew is made with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. They work on your schedule. Full stomach, empty stomach, ready to go, want to get in the mood. Blue Chew has you covered. Instead of treated, we get tricked. Instead of kisses, we get kicked. I don't think so. More like somebody's getting dicked when you use BlueChew.com. No awkward conversations with the doctor. Because, I mean, you know, I'm all about not being awkward. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. It's because they work with their online physicians to get the active ingredient you need. And it ships straight to your door. BlueChew.com and the code FIFA will get you your first shipment free. That's how confident they are. Free. Use that promo code Fightful. Hardcock Life. I can't believe you would cue that up before the one segment that is sure I'm, to turn all of us on. I'm I'm uh, I'm really tired, Kate. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't drink coffee. I would have loved one of your little what a bench French presses or whatever. Like I I I I, I needed one of those earlier Bro. today. Um, I listen. straight up didn't sleep. Um, <laughs> someone who cares about me very much was like, when was the last time you blinked? <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Um, Tony D time? cuts this promo, um, from his couch. He talks about beating up, um, uh, here's the thing. Tony D was undefeated and then he lost last week to Pete Dunne. <laughs> There's no shame in that. Pete Dunne's one of the top, top talents in NXT history. Okay. So it's kind of cool they gave him his first loss to Pete Dunne. But he also got his heat back in a big way by, by taking him out and, and hit him with the, with the, with the uh, crowbar. Hey, Petey Poppins, I want to introduce you to, uh, to my friend. His name is Crowbar. Uh, and uh, I, I, maybe you want to watch this back in super slow-mo. I've been watching it with my family uh, over the holidays. Um, I, this is great. Um, and, and he, nowhere in any of his promo does he mention he lost the match because it doesn't matter because he won, because he won, he won the battle there. And Pete, if you ever come back, uh, I think my, what was it? My grandpa junior, like he's actually from the Sopranos. He has a grandfather named junior. He's basically a multiverse version of AJ Soprano. Like that's basically what he is. If like there's a, there's another version of AJ Soprano where he's not this massive disappointment and he grows up to be basically just his dad. Like that's Just basically that. it. So like my grandpa junior told me you go out and you find a bully and you you punch him in the face and make sure he goes away forever. 
Um, I love how you go out and find a bully. Not if the bully comes and, and, and attacks you, but you go find one. Proactively seek <laughs> it out. Proactively seek out a bully to, 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 to punch in the face. Um, I, I thought this was great, and I'm really glad they followed up on it. Like there were some other things that happened last week they didn't follow up on. Um, this is this is good. This is this keeps him at the forefront of our thing. He's like I, I that guy is special to me. Yeah. Like I feel like he holds he holds anybody in the palm of his hand when he's given one of these promos. He's really 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 natural at it, and I prefer his style of of wrestling to what Grayson Waller does. And I feel like the ceiling with that style for Tony D is like super high. Like you, he could become an absolute suplex machine who has like fifteen of them in his arsenal, and that's like don't let him get a hold of you or you're going for a ride. Like that kind of a thing is a really cool way to to build that kind of a character, and uh, I I'm glad we got to, we got to see him. Um, I was worried we weren't. Um, uh, he seems fine. I hope they're just keeping him uh, away from the performance center because there's germs there. And they they know what a precious precious boy he is, and that yes. he that nothing can happen to him. That's that's what I hope. I hope he's not actually positive for the virus. I mean, I think he would if anyone could take out COVID. <laughs> it's a guy who might know a guy. We should hear Omicron. You get the <laughs> fuck out of my body right now. Um, he's great. I mean, sincerely, he's great. This is why we didn't need to talk about Hook earlier because we do have Tony D. Mm. He and Eddie mm. Kingston are now a dream match of mine. Mm. Um, he's great. This was this was really fun. He's a guy where I think he will be somewhat successful in the ecosystem of WWE because wins and losses don't matter, and he's not a guy that needs them too i'm right. very interested to see what happens when he and dexter loomis meet because you have two legit murderers someone needs to die in that yeah it's true yeah. um <laughs> we got we got a couple of things here about uh hold on was it da, da, da. we got one in here super chat for from nurguru super chat for buster being a good boy <gasps> thank you he's the best boy and jb love says p.s sleepy doggo is best co-host he is the best. He was so good while I was a <laughs> cracked out maniac on my coffee last night. He was so patient. Um, JB Love also says, I haven't watched NXT in so long. I have no idea what you're all talking about. And it hasn't diminished my love of Kalex one bit. Here's the thing. Neither do we. No. <laughs> but thank you for the continued love and support. Yes. Um, uh, we get um we get we listen through the entire night they they insisted upon the fact that Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams might not be here for the big signing the contract signing they kept saying it over and over again especially Wade Barrett and I was like so are they pulled from the show because of the same reason that we're not allowed to talk about um and no they just showed up they 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 showed up it was fine it didn't make any sense that you would like tease them not showing up if they were just going to show up at the beginning. Like it wasn't like we got all the way through Roddy strong had already signed his name to the contract. And it was like, well, I guess my opponent's not even going to show up. And then they show up like it. They happened. They came in at the beginning of the contract signing segment. I don't understand why you threatened them to not show whatever. It doesn't matter. I also don't know why you do that when, 
Why is it more noteworthy that these guys might not be there when half the card is actually also pulled? Mm -hmm. Like, not only is that not tasteful, but like, if you acknowledge it for one of them, you have to acknowledge it for all of them, right? right. And you would have to acknowledge them for like a dozen people. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Anyway, Malcolm Bivens is the star of this and must be used more often in such a manner. Um, it was great because Trip Williams comes out and just says a bunch of things. He just says uh, like a bunch of things. Like they said, hey, Trip Williams, can you say black guy stuff? Like it was just the most generic. Like, uh, listen, I, I, I watch movies. I understand that th there's a there's a certain kind of of vernacular that is used um, among African American males that I do not use in my entire my, my life. I understand some of it, but not all of it. And I know that he was just using a bunch of buzzwords in there, not really actually saying much of anything. Um, and then Roderick Strong's like, uh, say, and say, and Malcolm says, "I'll translate." And then he he translates. He says that his friend Carmelo is going to beat you and you're not going to beat him and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then the, my favorite one was was then when Malcolm Bivens code switched and went back in and, and talked to Trick Williams in a language he could understand. Uh, Malcolm Bivens was the star of this whole thing. Um, underrated, though, part of this was... After they had both signed their names and Carmelo decided, okay, now it's on because he's seen a contract signing before in WWE, he assumes there's going to be a brawl. And he stands up and takes off his sport coat that he's wearing over no shirt, which feels like it's going to probably ruin the lining of your nice sport coat, but whatever. And then, um, and then, and Barney Strong just sits there in his office chair like, what are you going to do? You think we're going to fight now? This is stupid. I love that Roddy Strong could not even be bothered to stand up at any point during this whole thing. And it was just Carmelo Hayes posturing over and over again. Not saying he like he looked weak or whatever, but I love there was a very specific di difference. Uh, if this wasn't written by Vince McMahon, I would have liked it a lot more. I did not like any of the segment and it has nothing to do. Malcolm Bivens is great. He's great. Um, <clears throat> Trick Williams, less great in my opinion. I have a problem when an old white man in his 70s is saying that black people need to be translated. Uh, that is that is something that I find very problematic. I have plenty of black followers who thought that this was great and fine. I don't like it because we see so much inherent racism and we see so much just like it's that it goes back to that cartoonish thing, right. like with jacket time. Sure. Um, no, we I, see it over and over again. But so it's I, not like my my place to speak about that. Right. But it just it struck a chord with me where I was just like kind of checked out on the segment when that was the direction that they were going. Here's here's why I thought it worked because I thought it was entirely out of the mind of Malcolm Bivens. Like it felt like it was a thing. Like this will be fun. We should do this. And then they pitched it to whoever was in charge. They were like, yeah, sounds great. Okay, cool. So then they figured out how they were going to do it. And it actually, I thought it worked to like make everybody look better because, because of the way Bivens was treating the whole thing. I thought it, I thought it was, I thought it, it worked because Malcolm Bivens made it work. There, it did not ever feel as cringy as the jacket time stuff to me because it didn't feel like Bivens was commenting upon it. It felt like he was within it, like using it on purpose to get the joke as opposed to 
everyone's laughing at me, which is what it feels like when they do Ikemenjiro <laughs> stuff. It felt that is like very fair. Belkin Milvis was trying to get everyone to laugh along with him. And that was why it felt different to me. I get that. And I probably would have appreciated it if we didn't like just have Hit Row, which felt organically Oh, black. yeah. Uh, you uh, know what I mean? Like, John, yeah. It's, if I, it I, wasn't packaged in all of that. But um, I think Malcolm Bivens is the first person I that Trip Williams had some real chemistry with. Yeah. Like the first person there was some meat on the bone with. So it was nice to see that side of that for sure. Like it, it felt, um, it felt like Malcolm Bivens was eliciting the reaction that we were, we were trying to get out of Trip Williams and out of Carmelo. It seemed like this was a contract signing with a purpose where so few are. Yeah. Um, and I really, the part you said about Roddy Strong too, that, that I really liked that part. I liked regardless of, of everything else, because that is, what a savvy veteran would do in that situation. And this is how young pit bulls who think they don't miss would react. Like it right. all, it all made sense to me. Yeah. Um, so earlier we got MSK basically calling out Imperium, Imperium is the champions and MSK, because by virtue of this segment they did are definitely the top contenders. And then we got a, a very long um, package about, uh, double vest in the beach and the grizzled young vets and jacket time and Creed brothers uh, where they're like four teams, one goal, the NXT tag team champions. And um, like Briggs and Jensen have the nerve to be like um, the, the, the NXT tag division is the best it's ever been. And I wanted to vomit into my shoes. Like it was just, I, I no. No, and I love. Don't I like, go out of your way to say that. Grizzled young vets, um, like can say that you know we're 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 the one of the best team teams in the world, and the thing is they are, like they are. Just like put them in the ring with an actual tag team and let them frigate like, just like I don't know, call them up to SmackDown and let them fight the Viking Raiders and the Usos and the New Day, please. Just let them do it for like twelve minutes each, and then you can fire them after that, and then they can go somewhere else. <laughs> Like, I don't know. There's just like, I, I almost think to myself, well, it does feel like they don't have a place in, in WWE and they might get released. And I'd be like, which would be good for them to go somewhere where they would be appreciated. And yet I kind of don't want them to get released until they at least get a chance to wrestle the good teams. Like, just let them have that. But no. I feel like WWE, who does not view AEW as competition, yeah. has this weird propensity to give up and they gave up on tag wrestling a long time ago. Yeah. But they really give up on the things that AEW has exceeded at the most. Mm -hmm. And they go so hard in the other direction that it feels like they just, they've like surrendered. And and tag wrestling is one of them. That's not even entirely their fault. The tag division and, and AEW was always going to be a priority. And um, is in, in my opinion, the best one in the world. Um, but it's like, they just, they gave up on tag wrestling a while ago, but now they've really given up on it. Mm -hmm. And they've given up on protected losses and they've really given up on them since AEW has come along. So um, that was something I noticed. Also, what do the writers in WWE think weed is? Like, they know it's not LSD, right? No. Like, do they think 
like it was like they went on this spiritual journey. Right. No, it's it's uh, uh, magic mushrooms. They th- they th- they think that weed is magic mushrooms. I think. I think. Right. But it's like it wasn't a. It almost there, seems like there, this whole there, riddle again, thing wasn't the same. A, the same way. The same way that there are four different types of women and they all have to fit into one box. Drugs come in two sizes. One. Oh man, it's so crazy. I'm on drugs, or I'm on drugs. There's only two <laughs> ways of doing it. That's it. You know what I mean? There's only two things. None of which people that actually. Oh no, there's three. Actually. Three, three, three is heroin, which is. I'm on that's, drugs. Yeah, that's that's there's the, those are the three. According to them, I'm saying those are the three things. It's like weed fits in with all hallucinogenics. It's like cocaine and PCP and angel dust are one other thing. And then there's like heroin. Those are the three different types of drugs. All drugs fit into those three boxes. Oh my that's god! It. They just need like the dare program in their life. I'm gonna call out Alonzo Smith in the chat saying it's metal in your lungs. <laughs> yep. Yep. Go to shop.fightful.com. Get a metal in your lungs shirt. Get a metal in your lungs shirt. Um, Grizzled yeah. Young Vets rule. The one thing I liked about uh, Double Vest and the Beach was they did at least say, you know, a lot of us just think we're these, these uh, bar hopping, b- beer brawling, whatever. And we are. And they were like, and you know what? They're right. They're right. <laughs> that I actually kind of popped for. I like that. Uh, Buster yeah. did not, as you can see. No. Um, earlier in the night, we got Zion Quinn with an ultimatum. <laughs> Electra Lopez, I know you want this as bad as I do. Tonight, you must make a decision. Me or Legado? And I feel like if, if Electra Lopez had been with Legado for like, I don't know, a year, two years at this point, as long as Legado has been together. Um, which I guess is now like a year and a half or whatever, then perhaps she would have uh, a choice to make. But like, it's not like she's been with Legato forever. If she really wants to get down with some Zion Quinn, um, then she should be able to do that, I guess. Really wants to get down with some Zion Quinn. Well, when somebody sings karaoke as poorly as him, who couldn't want to? Yeah. Um... I had the realization today that this is their attempt to make a pro wrestling stable, a sports entertainment stable. And that made me want to die a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, Solisakoa brushes past Santos Escobar. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it was. You have, you must apologize to me right now. And Solisakoa is like, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, then we're going to have a match. Okay. Um, and, and then we had, they, we had a match, which was Santa Escobar versus Solo Sokoa. This is the kind of, this is the kind of established guy puts over a younger guy that I can agree with because I think Solo Sokoa is main sure. ready right now. He has a, a place, he has an act he can walk right into. That needs it, it, some, that freshening, needs some up. freshening up. Um, so having him work a guy like Santa Escobar, who's an absolute veteran. And one of those sad things of like, I I was so excited when he when he showed up at NXT because I loved I loved him so much as King Cuerno in in uh, in Lucha Underground and everywhere else he's been um, and and it, for a while like they were using him really really well and it feels like he hasn't been on TV in a long time and he's he's not even the leader of his own faction anymore Electra Lopez is and whatever um, but now he's one of those guys I'm like 
well, either bring him up and like bring the whole the whole the whole fam up, and then link him up with with Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo and make him like a like a huge faction of Latino heels. I think that could be a lot of fun. Or just let him go someplace else where he can be utilized properly. It's like one of those two things. Because right now, I don't think I don't think he's got any any his he's reached his ceiling in NXT, especially in this new version. Like I thought he had a lot of a lot of potential before the 2.0, but now I don't know what they're gonna do. Oh, 1.5, he was killing it. But yeah. I think when they called up Hit Row, I we should have seen it coming because they called up them and not Legato. And that should have been like a little bit telling, I think, that um maybe Hit Row wasn't around for the long term because it just would have made so much sense to have one on one brand and the other on the other. And Legato honestly was more ready ring-wise, I think, still is. Um, So I'm with you, but it's also like, what's he going to do there? Like, is he going to chase the Cruiserweight title or the 24-7 title around? Like, I don't even know who he faces. Um, So it's just tough because I don't know where these guys fit in there anymore. Um. Anyway, this match with with Santos and, and Sosko was was good. Um, it was a match that was longer than ten minutes. Was yeah. Was... Um, but Sosokoa, I think, did the Samoan drop uh, directly onto Santos's nose. Yeah. Um, and and like I was like, oh, is he gonna be okay? Like, is it one of those things where like he got his bell rung so hard they got to stop the match, kind of a thing? But they continued it, and the very next thing was a running senton, which again <laughs> landed right on Santos's face. And I was like, "Solo, I love you, kid. You gotta aim that better. There's certain yeah. fleshy parts on the torso that you're supposed to hit that on, not a man's orbital bone." Yeah. Um, by the end of the match, like he's his something was bleeding. I don't know if it was his mouth or his nose or I think what. It was his nose. Um, but Zion Quinn came out. Um, when Santos had the advantage, and so Santos ran and did a, 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 a you know a, a running jump onto him from from inside the ring, um, and then uh, I don't know he he wound up back in the ring and Solisakoa kicked him in the face and uh, hit the big splash on him to win, and that that was what we got. Um, so we're gonna get more. We have it ended with. Legato as a unit, him and his two boys, Santos and, and his two boys there on one side, Zion Quinn over there, and Electra Lopez in the middle. I don't know. It's like it is a telenovela. Like it really is. Yeah, like, I kind of like it. I don't yeah. hate it. I think it's uh like you said, she doesn't have an overwhelming loyalty to Legato, but it felt kind of like they had an assumed history when the reboot happened or something yeah. like I can buy that. They maybe have had a bigger past than they've given us. And this is, this is fine. This is sports entertainment. That's entertaining to me. I'll, I'll take it. It's self-aware of how cheesy it is a little bit. I, I think this has been kind of fun. So, uh, uh, Luis says that he wants Roxy to come in and be the loose cannon of LDF and destroy Electra Lopez for turning her back on the fam. Um, we Not didn't see either Breakaker or uh Champapa on the show tonight. We did a, we did a a, a a a video package. I think they know exactly how v- valuable that match is. Yeah, New Year's Evil. 
and there's no no reason to chance anything. Like you you should you should keep them sealed in their homes from now until next Tuesday and then transport them in a bubble from their homes to the performance center so that you can have the match where Champapa puts the title on Breaker and then we can move on from there. You cannot have that be destroyed by 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 this outbreak. Like you need to keep a security team at their homes, put ankle bracelets on them. They're not allowed to leave. They they must stay healthy. Uh, um ROH did a bubble and it worked real well. It seemed like they had no outbreaks. Yeah. Just do a bubble. They're all in full sail. They're not traveling. Just yeah. keep them keep them in a bubble. Seems real obvious. It worked all the time. But I, I think you're right. I'm I'm hopeful that this is preventative and they know the significance of of what this match should be. Yeah. Um they did an interview with Edris Enofe, who remember beat Von Wagner last week. And then Von Wagner showed up and was like, Hey, I don't like the fact that you beat me last week, basically. And then Malik Blade showed up out of nowhere and said, Hey, I am also a black man on this TV show, and this black man is my friend. And it just felt like I don't have we ever seen them interact together? It just felt very odd. They were like, Yeah, we're yeah, look at us, we're both friends now, all of a sudden. And it just, it just felt very odd. <laughs> like there was nothing to connect them before this moment. I I'm also a black man. I don't know. It just felt very random <laughs> to me. Man is my friend. Um, but but but, <laughs> but Von Wagner's like, well, I don't like that you're his friend, so let's have a match. Um oh man, that you know? is very funny to me. Um, um I Von Wagner tried really hard to show an emotion here. Yeah. So that was neat. Yeah. Um here's the thing. I don't think this match was intended to get Malik Blade over, which is what it did for me. <laughs> that, that That's a guy who's never won a match. That's a guy who's never won a match. And I was like... Perhaps he it. might win the lottery next week and there be the go. most important guy in NXT for a month. I don't know. He had a couple of spots in this that I thought were great. And Von Wagner just looks like he has bad pants and is like a lukewarm glass of milk in the ring to me. I just... I. Oh, whatever they're doing isn't working. He's 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 just a he's just a guy, Kate. Um, he's just a guy. And after life his first nightmare, that was for Corey Jade. <laughs> after the first match he had, <laughs> the Fatal Four Way. Um, it just was like, oh, that's this is why is this guy in this Fatal Four Way for the title? Like he's just a he's just a guy. I've never seen him before. He's just a guy. And then there was like reports out of like Meltzer was like saying that like, oh, Vince, Vince sees him as a future WrestleMania main eventer. What? And like nothing he's shown since then has, has given me any confidence that that, that, that either that Vince could possibly be right about that or that Meltzer wasn't completely talking out of his ass. Cause I know there's no way anybody could look at this guy and go, yeah, future WrestleMania main eventer. Like, um, well, Yes and no. I mean, I don't know what is in Vince McMahon's. Vince McMahon just might look at anybody who's like six one and taller and be like, WrestleMania made it better. But he also did not like Von Wagner standing there on SmackDown. I also read, so who knows? Um, but you know, in Baron Wagner's defense, he was like in this fatal four way, and then 
went camping with Kyle O'Reilly and then hated Kyle O'Reilly and now wears bad pants. This has been his. I mean, here's here's the thing that we should have done. We should again. They have no planning whatsoever. None. The thing that we should have seen is um, we should have seen um, Kyle O'Reilly laid out in the locker room and he doesn't know who hit him. But the guy who found him was Von Wagner. And he says that he ran off some people who were wearing like ski masks or whatever, who jumped him or whatever. We never find out anything. They kind of let this go by the wayside. And then we find security footage of the guy who actually came in and clocked Kyle O'Reilly in the back of the head all those months ago was Von Wagner. Like he, he wanted to, he, he was the one who, who took Kyle O'Reilly's spot and then he was like, let me see how much I can learn from this guy before he's no of no use to me anymore. Like, at least you could, like, make him seem like he's intelligent. I mean, I know he's not. But, like, try and give him some kind of arc or whatever, but then they, they'll never do that. Um, Sean Blanford says, uh, it's telling about your new crop of superstars when Walla and Vern Wigner are de facto's in your top five. It is true. Um, yeah, it's not. I, 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 don't think, I don't think Vaughn's still there. I think they've definitely bumped him down the card. Uh, he does not seem like a guy who's anywhere close to a title pit pro- program with anybody. Um, I also top five because there's only like eight guys there. I feel yeah. like that if you're calling the new crop, if you're saying LA Knight is an old guy, then like of the new guys, your top five includes him because there's yeah. like seven of them. <laughs> um talking about all these backstage segments including one we're about to talk about um asian joe says some of these backstage segments have the same acting energy as the after school psas i watched in the 90s um <laughs> there was another one where where solisco is walking backstage and he's jumped by boa takes him out and he's got the face paint on right and then he turns and takes out the cameraman and then a second camera is like run up to the scene and the camera looks at Silosakoa and then looks up at Boa, who doesn't have the face paint anymore. It's magical face paint. It only shows up when he's the evil version of himself. They are doing a version of this story currently on Raw with Damian Priest, who's got an alter ego. Like, at least there, he doesn't look different, but it's basically like, and, and Boa is like looking around like, what happened? Where am I? Did I do this? Who am I? Like, like, I don't think this is going to work. I, 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 I respect the ambition, but this is not a thing that's going to work. No. Um, <laughs> I don't have much more to say than no, there's that. Nothing, there's nothing more. Look to at what we just did. It's, it's like Lily, but with face paint. Like yeah. that. We've seen it. We've seen yeah. it fail before. Yeah. We've seen it work and be tired before with like Kane and stuff. I just just know. So we get uh we get our EO and Kaylee Ray versus Raquel and Cora match. Um Cora has a new skater boy theme song. Uh, she's got a tiny skateboard. Sean Blanford. I got about... a tiny skateboard. Now, I said that I I think that that Cora Jade has a lot of potential. She's not there yet. But Sean Blanford reminds me. But she has a tiny skateboard, Alex. Gah! So true. So that's true. a really that's a yes. really good point. Sean, Cora Jade has very much 
her her main energy is basically but dad like that's that's basically her energy um i don't know i think i was supposed to, i was supposed to go to hot topic i don't um, think that i disagree with that she <laughs> she i think thinks she's scrappy no no it's not hot topic what's what's what was the what was the skater store journeys 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 or zoomies you ever have a zoomies, zoomies. My, my, when my little brother was into skateboarding he would always he would live at the zoomies at our local oh my mall. gosh i got skate shoes even though i didn't skate there but they <laughs> there were just go. cute but they were not comfortable because <laughs> they were flat because they belonged um, on a skateboard this but match was and and black. this match was fine okay this match was fine it was it was okay it was okay i was as i said i was openly rooting for eo and kaylee ray to get the title shots I wanted it. Buster's over it. I um I <laughs> like uh, I was I, he wasn't into it. Neither was I at the end. Yeah, yeah. Neither he was, was like, I'm end. out. Peace. Because he knows what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Um. Raquel accidentally backs up into into Cora Jade, who is now the legal person. Like, like she backed up into her, and Cora Jane kind of inadvertently kind of tagged herself in. After the after a big chingona bomb on Kaylee Ray, um, and then Raquel's like, "Why are you tagging yourself in? Like, well, it doesn't matter which one of you pins anybody, because you just need to make sure that the two of you, one of the two of you, pins somebody, because then both of you get title shots next week. Why are you Why are you arguing with each other?" And Cora J, to her credit, points out, "Hey, you might want to turn around and catch Eo Sarai is about to do a cross." A, a crossbody, the hey, back of your skull. And so then she picks her up and she tosses her out. Um, uh, and then she gets really upset. Oh no. Then um, she like, why are you pinning? That's my pin. I'm supposed to pin Kaylee Ray. No, 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 no. And then Kaylee Ray gets a distraction roll up. And I was like, Oh my God, they're going to do this. They're going to have them not be able to coexist after all which is going to cost them their title shots and maybe begin a thing for the two of them to do outside of the title picture for a month. Nah. No. I mean, they will They will at the, at the title match next week. They're going to do that. Because then um, Raquel stops Cora Jade from being pinned by rolling her into position where she's pinning Kaylee Ray. And then she's angry at Cora Jade for getting the pin that secured her a title match next week. This none of this makes sense. None of it. It nope. boo to everything about the end of this main event. Boo to it, I say. Boo to it. That's why Buster just left. It makes no sense. I didn't want them to go over anyway. I also think maybe we don't get an immediate payoff there because I wonder if Dakota Kai is the one that costs Raquel, and we reignite that. Oh God! Just gonna throw that out there. I wouldn't hate that. Um, but yeah, the match was fine. The booking of it was stupid from the coexist angle. The booking of it was stupid from who went over, in my opinion. I think it's way more interesting to have um three champions in the match. I think that would have been cooler. I think uh, EO is probably your best bet to give Mandy Rose a good match. 
So I think that would have been smarter. I would also have popped for Kaylee Ray just beating the absolute dog shit out of Mandy Rose for a while and oh, seeing what happens sure. with that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been great. I don't know. And then um, I think EO could have made Mandy look good, and I think Kaylee could have made Mandy look bad in a good way. <laughs> um, M- M- Mandy having to somehow scrape and claw her way to like secure a victory over a mad woman like Kaylee Ray would be would a be lot great. of would be great if you wanted to actually I don't know if you wanted to anyway in any way legitimize Mandy Rose maybe that That's would it. be it would be good to have her win some matches against really top talent without having to cheat to do it I don't know and um, I just yeah. the coexist thing is played out to the point where they make fun of itself and then now you're making coexist which can actually be good it doesn't make sense when you're trying. The goal is to get to a triple threat. Yep. And now you're getting mad at who gets the pin. It makes no. no fucking sense. And there's nothing personal between them. Like there's no like, oh, I I'm so I'm so irate with Io Shirai that I have to get the pin because it's as much about beating mm. her up. That's not there. No, none of it. That's not part of this. No, that's bad. <laughs> um, Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Says Raquel sucked this champ and Mandy Rose is worse. I miss EO. Um, I think I I I I was fooled a little bit in into into being like a, a Raquel guy a year ago. Um that the New Year's Evil last last year, that that Rhea Ripley and Raquel match was, was so great that I was like, Yeah, sure, belt her up. Let's do this. Cause I loved Rhea so much and did not realize how great. Rhea made Raquel look, um, and I I don't think her 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 run as champ was great because they didn't really know how to book her. She was like faced, then she was healed, then she was faced, then she was healed. Like it did, yeah, didn't make. Um, yeah, I don't think she was a bad champion. I think that's on her booking. I also think. That oh the, yeah, like the, the her, reign, her who... reign wasn't. Whatever I say, her reign was bad. I never never blaming blaming the person. I'm blaming yeah. just the, 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 how they presented her. It just didn't work. The super chat seemed to not be a fan of her though, and I. I think that the um, the bar was just so damn high mm-hmm. going into that. And I think Raquel was very much made in the chase to the belt. So I get it because I don't think she's as good as many of the champions that came before her. But I think she's still very, very good. And I think she could do a lot of really good things on the main roster if they yeah. would ever call her the fuck up. Yeah. James Nepper says, NXT, there's a two, there's an O, but where's the point? <laughs> That's good. That's, that's a t-shirt pal you should a, make that that's a t-shirt right there <laughs> um yeah um so here we are at the end of the show and i have a lot of super chats to read so i'm gonna do this okay um uh <laughs> mark losper says about the boa stang character where he he doesn't real he doesn't remember because <laughs> he's, he's got the face paint um uh, given how horrible all spooky gimmicks go in 2021 seemingly Will the Undertaker get over in today's environment, even if booked competently? No, no. There's no way we would go for zombie funeral director. Not a chance anybody would go. Like there'd be a certain subsect that would go for that, and the grand majority would think those people are nerds. So you know, like, like I'm, I don't know. I, I just it's too bad. Taker um, was kind of the first to make it work yeah. to that level yeah. of success, but like American Badass Taker would have worked. Yeah. Uh, imagine the uh, uh, Ricardo Lillo says um imagine the matches AJ could have had in NXT 
AJ versus Finn versus Cole versus Ciampa versus Kushida versus I'll add, I'll add versus Gargano. There it is. We never got a chance to see AJ Styles versus Gargano. Nope. Never. That's that is a travesty that we never got a chance to see AJ Styles versus Gargano because my God would that have humped. But no, no, we don't get that. We're gonna get Grayson fucking Walla. Then that's or I think Cole. that's the thing. Could you imagine is, AJ Styles and Cole in NXT? Yeah. No, every, all of it. Uh, we we at least we got AJ versus Finn on the main roster in that weird TLC show, which which wasn't supposed to happen, but ended up being a really good match. Um, Mark Losper says, "Do you remember when we dreamed of stuff like AJ versus HBK? We went from that to him feuding with this B grade Miz from NXT. Screw this company." Well, I definitely agree with all of those things. Um, <laughs> uh, the Nerd Guru says NXT 2.0. Is like when you stopped believing in Santa. For so long, NXT 1.0 Santa gave us great takeovers and TV gifts. Now your uncool parents do it badly. It's like when you're 13 and they're like, oh, hey, I think I see something back there behind the tree from Santa. Is that what you've been looking for? Like, no, it's not. I don't want this. He's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> um, uh, R26... Uh, says, uh, I have not watched any of NXT 2.0 since it started, but uh, but tonight that's continued. <laughs> Stardom has a, p- a pay per view in the morning. I didn't want to watch bad wrestling before that, which I'm sure NXT 2.0 produced tonight. Have a great show. Hashtag Team KLX. Thank you, R26, uh, for, for your humper chats. Um, uh, uh, hold on, we got um, buh, 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 buh. <laughs> Louise says, if we're gonna do AJ and NXT. Have AJ versus Tony D. I'd like to see those those promo battles. That'd be a lot of fun with Tony D. I'm like, hey, what you wait, 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 TNA? Listen, my uncle runs a strip club. I know all about TNA, but I never saw. I don't know. Like, you know anyway, I'll um, make an impact on you, yeah. you son of a. Um, uh, Jay Blood said, didn't watch NXT. I come here for the entertaining version. By the way, oh, Sunny Kiss and Joe Janelle had a banger on Dark. Love y'all. I've heard so many good things about that match. I'm going to uh, after this. Their dark match when I was in Newark was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, that, that feud and Diamante and Swole, I wish had gotten paid off on, on television. Yes. Um, we got, uh, see here. Um, <laughs> Mark Losper says on the extremely narrow plus side, these are perfect conditions to live up to the sour grabs name. I am so glad I haven't given WWE money in forever. Um, Me either. Yeah. I used to buy merch every uh, holiday season because everything would be super on sale. It's yeah. been years since I did that. Um, I was just thinking about AJ Styles and Tony D. Mm-hmm. What if Tony D just no-sold all of Japan? <laughs> like, they're talking about New Japan, and he's like, what's Japan? Like, just doesn't acknowledge hey, anywhere but know. Italy and the United States. Freaking What? Um, what's the old Japan? Which, hey, I never, I never been. <laughs> uh, it's like, is it like Mexico and New Mexico? <laughs> New Mexico pro wrestling. Yeah. Um. So, uh, um, <laughs> some stupid punk says, y'all remember when you got to do an AEW Rampage review? Remember how fun that was? Let's go back and live in that time. But hey, Dynamite is tomorrow. Thank you both for being awesome. Kate, your Twitter gets me through the workday. Hashtag Team French Press. (laughs) Thank you. 
Um, I'm not on that team currently because we needed to yeah. take a break. But um, <laughs> uh, book celebrity Jay Shell Nicole. Yeah, she's gonna be. In, she's gonna be in books. Two two, two books. Um, she's awesome. Uh, and I'm gonna be on her show this Friday where we're gonna fantasy book some stuff. We taped it like weeks ago, and all of the stuff I fantasy booked can no longer come true because things happened between then and now. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, whatever. Um, she, but she says, hi, friends. Yes, you were. Uh, hi, friends. Hope you're having a good day. Happy New Year, besties. Happy New Year to all. Happy um, birthday, famous woman. Kate's Bang says, as much as we like to shit on NXT, what's your most memorable part of NXT this year? And what are you hope, hopeful for in 2022? Well, listen, if you want to go back to prior to the, to the change... Um, uh, Did there... somebody have progenitors my face? Can yes. we start there? Yeah, come, that, that's, that's your name. That's, that's, their, that's, their, that's their name. Well, Kate's let's back. ask them right here. <laughs> what do you think? Why do you have a cowlick cut into you? Why are you so bad at being straightened today? Uh, there was some really good stuff in the first half of the year. There really, really was. Uh, I mean, um, Dragunov and uh, I mean, yeah, it's certainly part of it. But like, there was a match of the year candidate. There was some really, really great stuff back then. And it's all gone now, except for the only the only thing I remember of these of these last few months is how much I love Tony D. Like it's just I'm sober. I really am very excited for him and and break break a uh, uh, future in this company and all over wrestling. I would say I would throw Carmelo Hayes into that mix. Yeah, well. yeah, that's true. Um, I guess I guess to me he existed before the change. That's so, fair. So, that's so, very fair. So yeah, so that's that's interesting. Um uh okay, uh we got one from 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 Sean Blanford. Um, and I don't want to get into a whole thing about it, but I do want to read it. Uh it says part of me hopes Roman no shows day one and vacates the universal title. I get being a company guy, but between the COVID outbreaks and all the releases the last two years, they deserve this. Well, let me tell you what's not gonna happen, but I I I echo your sentiment. I do think he should put his foot down about some stuff. Like Vince, if I get this, it's a bad way for me. So, can we please at least test when I have to be in town kind of stuff? Yeah. As bad as they are about things, yeah. I feel like that is something that would have they would have worked out behind closed doors. Yeah. I would hope so. The Badget to One Jam Beard says RIP John Madden. Can Alex do a Madden voice? Uh no. <laughs> I can't. I I I like uh, well no, hey no we go down here, you turn around and then throw your pass and then I know I d I don't I haven't actually uh no I can't do it. Um, that sounded like a mix between Walter and Tony D and Eddie Kingston all in yeah, one. Just like... Yeah. He John Madden definitely needed to, to, to end all of his calls with Potna. Potna. Um the Nerd Guru says uh, the best part of NXT 21 to 2021 is Cole killing Cross on the mic. The sad part, yet also bright side of it, is that they're both gone from this shit show. <laughs> oh man, if you haven't if you haven't read the comments or heard Cross talking about his time in NXT and and the main roster on Renee Podcast's podcast, it was. Take a listen. Something. Something. Okay, here we go. Only three more jukeboxes. Ryan Sullivan says, can Tony D nervously 
That's not something that's in his in, in Tony D's vocabulary, by the way, Ryan. Can Tony D nervously ask the love of his life, Mona, for a kiss on New Year's Eve? By the way, Tony and Mona, your brother and sister. I don't know what yeah. the hell you people are doing. No, there's um, too many weirdos on the internet for that. Sorry. No, Ryan Sullivan. No, listen, I, I don't know what you're uh, uh, please. No. Um, we got the we got the step host thing over on the other review yeah, show. Yeah, no, they're weird enough. Th- they're weird enough. We don't need any of that. Um uh, but I, I don't know how he would nervously do anything, honestly. <laughs> hey, you come over here, put a schmackaroo on the old mouth. Like, you know, that's I mean, it. that's basically it. <laughs> so thank you for the super chat. I, I don't think I could. Hey, uh, I was just wondering, perhaps if you could uh, perhaps indulge me when the ball drops and the clock strikes to 12, might I be able to, I don't know, uh, kiss you? No, that's not. that's not how. No, I think that's like sixth grade Tony D. Yeah. Um. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we got one for, it's a, that's a, I, I don't know, a duet. Um, uh, which I, I don't know if that, if this is a duet, but I'll, 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 we'll, we'll do we'll, it. We'll do it. We'll, we'll do it. Um, uh, <clears throat> so I guess we'll just, we'll, um. I guess we'll just go back and forth because it is New Year's Eve this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and, and the one that they play uh, when the ball drops in, in Times Square um, is very famous. It's uh, New York, New York, which fits into it's one of Tony D's two hometowns. So <laughs> I'm not thinking we should also be doing Chicago by Frank Sinatra, but that's yeah. okay. No, it's a different one. So I'll, I'll let you start with the first first line, and then I'll go on from there. I wish I had my rockets kicking in yeah. here. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York. New York. New, New York. York. These vagabond shoes. Are longing to stray right through the very heart of it, New, New York, York, New York. I wanna wake up in a city that doesn't sleep and find I'm king of the hill, top of the heap, a number one. These little, little town, town blues. blues. I'm melting away. I'll make a brand new start of it in old New York. So not gonna lie, we're gonna stop there. Yeah. But on the lyrics, there's it says like verse one, and then it says hook. Hook. Yep. <laughs> Ryan Sullivan says I had to choose Moni because Kate has one impression. <laughs> That's not true. I also do Avril Lavigne. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> she and uh, that's it. I have two impressions. That's it. That's it. All right. And here it is. The last of the night. Um, it's the, the, the regal rap of the week. 
is Set Adrift on Memory Bliss. <laughs> sent in by Zach Barber. Zach of course. Barber. It is the no. first rap song by a black artist to hit number one. <clears throat> All right. Um, here we go. All right. Give me, give me into Regal here. I haven't done Regal today. Wall games. Ah, here we go. <clears throat> the camera pans the cocktail glass behind a blind of plastic plants. I found the lady with the fat diamond ring. Then you know I can't remember a damn thing. I think it's one of those deja vu things or a dream that's trying to tell me something. Uh, I, will I ever stop thinking about it? I don't know. I doubt. Subterranean by design. I wonder what I would find if I met you, let my eyes caress you, until I meet the thought of Miss Princess Who? I often wonder what makes her work. I guess I'll leave that question to the experts. Assuming there are some out there, they're probably alone, solitaire. I can remember when I caught up with a pastime intimate friend. She said, I bet you're probably, uh, uh, probably gonna look, gonna say I look lovely, but you probably don't think nothing of me. She was right, though. I can't lie. She's one of those corners in my mind, and I just put her right back with the rest. That's the way it goes, I guess. Baby, you send me. Baby, you send me set adrift on memory bliss of you. Baby, you send me, baby, you send me, set adrift on memory bliss of war games. Well, Mark Wasper says, I love this show. What wrestling product will we all gather around when Ren XT gets inevitably canceled during a Vince fit about pies or something? <laughs> it's so sad that that super chat seems so possible. <laughs> Well, since know. we have a couple of minutes to kill and we'd like to drive Sean crazy. Yeah. Any NXT resolutions you would like to see for next year? Uh, whatever whatever they call the, the unification mm -hmm. of North American and, and thing, uh, Tony D's got to hold it. He's got to be a mid card. He's not, I don't think he's, I don't think that they see him as a, as a top of the top of the heap thing, but he can definitely like hold that. Uh, and the thing about it is that he could he's he could back it up in the ring so that he doesn't have to be a um and his his character shouldn't be a chicken shit heel so like he certainly like, com not no. him coming out there and we're like hey which one of you want to come and get your head stove in like that could be a lot of fun to him doing open challenges that could yeah. be really really good you know but like but but you gotta pay up to get beat up like you gotta like you gotta come in and put down money <laughs> oh i'd love that good. Yeah. Mine is just for them to let William Regal out of whatever closet he's in. Oh, I miss William. Me too. War games. War games. Well, hey, have, have him come back and do that. Have him come back and do that. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't, honestly, like, it's just, I, I, I feel like a bunch of their, their top guys are not going to be around this time next year in NXT. They're going all going to be up. Like they won't they won't give them time to season. Like I feel like Waller's going up um, immediately. Breaker's going to be up there by the by the I don't know by, by Mania maybe. Like Carmelo's they're not going to Carmelo will go up to um take the IC title from Shinsuke and be in a tag team for 4 months for no reason. Yeah. Something like that. <sighs> All right. All well, right, next Sean. next year is New Year's Evil. 
next week. That's next right. week is New Year's Evil, so we're gonna we're gonna have our New Year's celebration. <coughs> where where well, I'm I'm planning on on having noisemakers and a silly hat, uh, and maybe I'll maybe I'll figure out a way to like make a ball drop from up here. I don't know. That's probably not gonna happen. So don't 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 hold me to that. But you have a tuxedo shirt. I do have a tuxedo shirt. That's I true. have dresses. <laughs> anyway, uh, where can they follow you, Kate? You can follow me at Kate on deck. I see you can catch me every Tuesday here. Losing my mind with this guy after being cracked out on coffee the entire yeah. night before. Wednesdays at the Mark Order Pod, talking all things all elite. And Fridays, doing AEW Rampage and SmackDown with Sean Ross F. Except yeah. for when it's Christmas and New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> when it's Christmas, is me and this guy. When it's New, Year's like New Year's Eve, is no, nothing because it's just, it's, it's nothing. Although it is Rampage. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll maybe we'll do a special oh, that's New, right. yeah. a New Year's Eve rampage edition. I don't know. Probably not. Um, you can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Uh, Raw review late at night on Mondays. Uh, SmackDown review when there is a SmackDown. Probably on Saturday. Uh, also, I have a shirt. Buy my merch. Sourgraps shirt. Shop.fifle.com. Look at that amazing logo. It's um, yeah, do that. Uh, and yeah, give it, give plenty of time to get it for your sweetheart for Valentine's Day. So true. little early t- Valentine's Day gift. Um, thanks everybody for hanging out. At this point, I'm just taunting Sean. Like, yeah, no, we're, we're just going... killing minutes. No, 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 we don't need to do that to him. <laughs> uh, good night, everybody, and good stay cool. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Keep cool, Gabagool. And also with you. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.